Are you sure it wasn't just a really fresh-faced midget? It's March 2nd, 2022, and this is Rare Encounter, Encounter 87. And opening the chassis and doing my tiddly-widdly, I'm Abel Kirby. And putting feathers in your lap, I'm Cold Acid. Oh, feathers indeed. Oh man, there's a rare feather. I wonder if anybody actually actually gets the gets the reference. Uh, is it a Final Fantasy I'm, I'm reference? I'm betting nobody is getting the reference because because none of the none of our listeners watch Wheel of Fortune. You know, you should. Um, this is just a little trick I do at parties: is that when you make a little reference, you you don't reference things no one knows about. It doesn't work Fuck as well. That. Where's the fun in that? <laughs> Feathers. All right. Well, I got some fun in this camera. Yeah, okay. Right here. I wanted to explain it a little more. Oh, go ahead. But go ahead. sounds like you got a nice drink. What do you got there? I've got a an Osure, which I, in reading it, uh, I thought maybe it was a uh, Irish brand of deodorant, but in fact, it is an IPA. Ah. And as you could hear, that was a bottle cap falling. So I do not have a cider today. I rather I have a Haritos. Haritos. Fruit punch flavor today. Da, 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 da. There's the Haritos song. We By now we should have a jingle. A yeah. So anyway, millennials don't know classic phrases like another feather in your hat. So this girl tried like three different guesses before it went to the next person on the on that like final round where you do like the... Right where you do like the RSTL and E thing. Yeah, and so like another another feather in your hat. Wrong. Another feather <laughs> in your lap. In your lap. No. <laughs> no, and uh, we're looking for I think a particular c word here, aren't we? Yes. Yes, we are. Cap. cap. Another feather in your cap. I got scared that... And the next person who got to answer did get that right off the bat. Another feather in your carol. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, you know, you can't have feathers. <laughs> oh, my. Now that's kinky. Now, you can't have, uh, well, you can't have the, uh, the feather in your cap anymore because it's racist. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, a feather yeah. in your cap. Well, everything's racist today. Racist cheap. Going to the toilet much. is racist now. Mm. The French tickler. Yes, another f another fair feather in your caro. Reminds me of a Yankee Doodle. Uh, was it Yankee Doodle went to London to give the queen the bird? She he stuck a feather. Yankee upper... Doodle went to town riding on a pony, stuck a feather in his hat, and called it macaroni. Well, I was going somewhere else, but uh, the joke is dead, and so I will resign. Um... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, not really sorry, but still sorry. <sighs> yes, I know what the original was. Uh, do, 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 do. Classic wartime song. You know, you gotta get some good war songs in there. Every war needs a good song, that's what I have to say. Well, there doesn't seem to be any good war songs for this war. Well, we need to make one then. What would be a good war song for this war? I don't know, something, something with like some deep bass, some... or maybe some... Uh, Maybe some retro wave. Some deep bass. Um, we could do something like that. There we go. There's some deep bass, and that's the that's a good start. Um, I could do something like that. This is 
There we go. There's some, some. Maybe that's the first couple notes there. Maybe the theremin. The theremin. You know. I'm adding my own bass to that. It needs more bass, you know. You're adding. That's like throbbing. Yeah. It's, that's like it? that's like a throbbing spaceship engine. It is. Do you, do you like it? I kind of like it. I don't mind it. It's making the compressor go nuts, but I think that's fine. <laughs> it's anyway. Let's get let's get on to our let's get on to our executive producer and donators, and then on to some on to some news, and then we've got our project to talk about tonight. Yeah, we've got some other stuff to talk about too. Uh, so stay tuned, even if you're not at the. Project. Well, like I said, the news. The news. The most important news will be covered. But who do we have first? Yes. First, we have our executive producer tonight who edged in at the last moment, which is none other than Miss Carolyn Blaney of the Hog Story Blaney. Oh, boy. Carblanes! Yeah, Carblanes. She sent in two different donations, which added up to 10,100 sats. 10,100? Yep. That's a lot of sats, baby. So, Yeah. So her first her first donation was shortly after last week's episode where she said erotic book. And then her other one was mere moments before seven o'clock where she said break a leg happy show moi moi Carolyn. <laughs> yes. Moi moi. Yeah. Next we have Lavish, who came in uh the day after last week's show with eighty-eight eighty-eight sats. And he said, cold Kirby and Able Acid. <laughs> cold Kirby and Able Acid. I think we had some doppelgangers And we had there. one more. we had one more donation today mm -hmm. from none other than Cotton Gin, who sent in 10,000 sats with the message, Sainter's Tory. Sainter's Tory, yes. Yeah, because when you have a P before the T, the, t the P is silent. Like Pterosaur. Pterosaur. Like Pterodactyl. No, wait. Yeah, pterodactyl. Pterodactyl. Yes, indeed. Well, thanks, everyone. Pterodactyl. Those were, those were our, um, and our executive producer today is Carblanes, the, uh, the Blaney of the Hog story, as I like to call her. <laughs> or um, what's she going by now? I'm looking in the Caro. Caro in chat, I think. It She's is, Caro uh, right now, yes. Caro. Sometimes she goes by Sunshine. They'll call me Carolyn. My friends call me Caro. Caro. <laughs> Caro beat me by 100 sats, says Cotton Gin. Yep, she showed you. Yep. So thank you. But thank you, Cotton Gin, for uh, sending us in uh, some sats. Uh, and the only way... So we do two segments. I got to get my pitch straight. I really... What I have to do is write this down and put a sticky note on my monitor so I remember it every time. But we also read uh, boostograms that come in during the show. And we'll, we do that yes. at the end is our format. And so we do the uh, executive producer and everyone at the front uh, of the show. And then we do the episode. And then at the end, uh, before we close, we go and read all the boosts that came in during the show. And the only way to appear at the end of the show is to boost while the show is live. And you can tell the show is live because we have the live item tag, courtesy of uh, Cold Acid, your hard work in the, uh, yep. in the development manually sector. Manually adding it to our custom XML tag blocks for every episode. Yes. So that's uh one one day one day we'll actually have 
will actually have some functionality built into Podcast Generator to manage live items, but that time is not yet. Yeah. Now, remember, there was about a year in the show where post-production was done manually, and, and it could easily be done by a Python script. It took about a... Took about 52 episodes for me to get around to it, so these things can come slowly. Well, I I expect that I'm probably going to be tackling it as one of the first things after getting version 3.2 out of of Podcast Generator. I thought you were going to say after getting my award for Painter Story, my Academy Award production. Yeah, award. my Academy Award. Sure. Yeah, what, they're what gonna. Are, what are the video game awards? I don't know what they're called. Gamies. What's the video game award show? The I've, the Spike TV best video games show. They had a shitty one on TV that sucked. I cannot. Come it's up not with the. It's not the MMVAs. I know that. <laughs> the MMVAs. Well, you know, if they don't have a, an award show, we're gonna have to do one ourselves. Up in. I'm uh, sure in there April. is one. I know there used to be one, but there wasn't. There wasn't like an academy. It was like. Uh, it was like. Various like gaming magazines or websites oh, would yeah. would do that sort of thing. Yes, uh, the chat likes the instant. Uh, our our uh, what's it called the the rarest encounters award and the future award winning painter story. The, the the cold acid gaming award for rarest encounters, <laughs> as Carolyn says. Well, before we get into things, I I've got some rare encounters and rare ish encounters to uh, talk about. I want to delay it a little and talk yeah, about Yeah, hit us up. So I got some dead trees in the mail. I got two. <clears throat> Ooh, and nice. uh, of course I, I like dead trees. I picked uh, the best time to get these books. You know, the time when I cannot read them. I have absolutely no chance. Uh, but I got the uh, Rare Encounter, a war novel by J.K. Hall. And I cracked it open and I read a couple, just flipped through. Uh, and it looks like it's a fiction uh, novel. And it's set in a war. And so... It checks out. I'll be looking more well, into that. That's good. I skimmed it looking no for... No false advertising there, eh? Yeah, and I skimmed it looking for sex scenes, because I wanted to read one on the show. And I couldn't find one fast enough, so I don't know, it might be kind of clean. Let, let me tell you, from, from what I've heard about war, sex scenes in a war story is either some dude taking it up the ass, or some dude raping somebody else. What? Come on. It's not like that. All quiet on the Western Front. There was sex in that? Yeah. Yes, by the way. The French, huh. the French uh, ladies, they have to swim across the river to get with them? Come on. All quiet on the Western Front. Okay, okay, okay. There's a third category there, which is prostitution. Yes. Uh, also, um, was it Band of Brothers had the? It's what? A, it's like the American paratrooper in Paris, <laughs> who para, who's uh, who uh, shacks up with the local French girls in the. Uh, it's like the the French woman and her teenage daughter. That's the classic. Okay, okay. Classic there's a story. fourth category: French women, which is French women. <laughs> a category unto themselves, en français. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> The other book that I, I got is Rare Encounters with Ordinary Birds. Um, Are the birds ordinary? Are they actually ordinary? Well, you know, some people don't believe birds are real. I'm flipping through. There's some really nice uh, well, illustrations. Well, it, it's true. And, they aren't real. They're government, they're government drones. Cormorant Problem. Is that the name of a bird? 
It's written as if the name of the cormorant bird Cormorant is, is the name of a bird. But it says problem. Is that a kind of cormorant? Field notes, cormorants no. are not black. No, so it means the cormorant, there's a problem regarding the cormorant. I see. I, let me see. Maybe I, it, maybe it's, sh maybe it's shitting all over the author's uh, windowsill or something. Oh God. This, I don't know. This one might be written. Birds do, birds do things like that. This might be written by Joe Biden. It says field notes, cormorants are not black. Though they certainly seem so from a distance. <laughs> and are reported black in many texts. Fuck! Dude! You just about killed me. I am, I'm reading. Don't say shit like that when I'm taking a sip of my drink. It says, I'm just telling you. Look, through my scope, I can see the individual feathers of the adult bird perched on the pier, lifting and separating their in the wind. He's talking about the feathers. Each feather is gray-brown outlined in an iridescent black that is sometimes green, sometimes purple. There you go! This is a great book, by the way. This is already my, my more favorite. I, I might like the war novel a lot, but I, I page through it and it's a lot of people talking. Not a lot of fighting. Um, just Do you not? No! Oh, wrong fucking thing. No, I meant to hit this. And that's terrible. Oh, God. This section's called When Woodpeckers Go Bad. This whole book seems amazing. I'm so oh excited. <laughs> it's been over a year since I left my job in the Seattle Audubon Society. Uh, still, it is a full-fledged it is full-fledged springtime and I almost expect my home phone to start ringing off the hook just as my office phone once did at this time of year and I think it goes on to talk about an experience, a personal very personalized experience with a woodpecker and uh, my here's my take after reading now, you just heard me read out loud everything that I've read from the book. The only other thing I know about it is it was published in about 2001, and I think this is what blogging turned into. <laughs> blogging you know, you know what like you know. You were saying like a very personal encounter with a woodpecker, and you know what that woodpecker said? I'm going to come. <laughs> That's what the woodpecker said. Oh, dear. So I'm excited for those, um, especially this Ordinary Birds book, because it's so weird. There's all kinds of... Like you flip through it, and there's unusual information, stuff that you wouldn't uh, you wouldn't normally expect to uh, to read on like an article about a bird. It's like very very specific things. So I don't know. I'm excited. Hey, we're going to become an ornithologist now. <laughs> Ornitholog. I'll hop in my own ornicopter and fly away. Uh, the <laughs> there were some doppelgangers for us in uh, in chat earlier. Did you see him? Yes, yes, I know who they were. I know who they were also. Well, I know who one of them was, at I, least. I know who both of them were. I figured it out. Yeah, I know who both of them I, were. I solved the mystery. It wasn't that hard to solve. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. But yes, that was that was pretty amusing seeing the not you there in the channel earlier. Yes, and of course we had, uh, what was it? A Abel Squirty, I think was my doppelganger. And you had uh, Cold Flaccid. Yes. Oh, man. If erectile dysfunction gives you a hard time, you might be confused. <laughs> hey! Oh. Uh, hey, do you find your, uh, your ED distressing? No, I find it quite relaxing, actually. And we're on, uh, God, how about, can I do another one? I don't know. I've had a sore neck all day, you know? I think I, I took a Viagra and swallowed it too slow. Just keep it up. Stop. All right, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop, man. That's all I have in me. <laughs> <laughs> Those are terrible. I love it.
God. Yeah, I'm doing the lowbrow humor today. I was, I was, I promised myself to change myself, but it did not work. All right, what do we got? Now for we do. We gotta do. We something. have some news. We, you have, you have some news. We had to push it off to this week, so let's take care of that. What we need is a few good taters. It's potato news on Rare Encounter. Potatoes. Potatoes. Um, do you have a specific one you want to do, or the, the one I was going to do before was actually just a recap of some PEI stuff? Yeah, the recap of PEI stuff, okay. because I didn't see that until until it showed up in your notes. Uh, I'm going to have to go back to my, my old notes, because not, I didn't push it forward. Da, 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 God damn da, it. Da. Yeah, I know. I wasn't ready for it. Here we go. Uh, potatoes. Prince Edward Island resumes export of potatoes to Port- Puerto Rico. Um... That was a story that we covered on here. Uh, Now, we've been covering the Prince Edward Island thing for a while, but one of the things I think you brought up uh, was that the Puerto Rico had decided to pull out the X, I guess because of its U.S., right? But this is like a chink in the armor now because you can't, oh, sorry, you can't say that. Um, Yeah, that's racist. Because, well, it's a U.S. territory. And U.S. Secretary of Agriculture... um, I'm trying to say his name, Tom Vilsack, which I guess is a good potato name if I've ever heard one, uh, announced this back in February 13th, I think it was, which was just before some episode uh, that we did. So I heard the the news is late breaking for us, but I don't have a full analysis. We're waiting to see what really happens, but about 20% of some of these farmers' potato sales was going to Puerto Rico and when they couldn't export them, they didn't have another customer. The idea that they could just turn around and sell the potatoes to some someone else turns out is just stupid. Uh, and uh, so it seems like a good move. And maybe the potato blockade is slowly coming to an end. We'll see. Well, I checked, and there doesn't seem to be any newer PEI potato news. So the uh, blockade may be longer for mainland United States. Yeah. Well, you have to see if you can get them shuttled around. Like maybe you can sell them to an in-between company and then uh, move them from from Puerto Rico to Miami. On one, no, of the- because because produce has to always say like the actual the actual source country on them. So even if even if you like imported them to Puerto Rico and then exported them from there to the United States, it'd still have to say like made in prince edward island canada and then they go hey this isn't allowed here fuck off yeah i know you'd, ha- you'd have to smuggle the potatoes what i'm what i'm trying to get at <laughs> you smuggle those taters man uh put those taters in your uh next to your toes in your socks you get a couple tater toes in there and uh you just now, walk n- them through you imagine them imagine Imagine the uh, imagine the cartels trying to smuggle potatoes into the United States. How many potato? How many whole potatoes could somebody stick up their ass? Hey, you know, I was a potato mule once. For, for uh, I'm sorry, you can't even say it with it. <laughs> you can't even do it. No. Yeah. So they. <laughs> so you know what we would do is put the. Uh, what you do is you have to swallow the potatoes. And then you walk to uh, across the state line, and then they have to come out. And I've done that a lot. Ooh, that's got to be painful. Yep. <laughs> Indeed. 
fucking Bob Evans. I'm stumbling because I cannot remember the name of the damn restaurant that has the potatoes. Uh, I'm off my game. I cannot do anything. Is it this uh, beer? I, maybe it's every time I have an IPA, it's like my brain turns off. Even if I don't drink too Could much. Could be. Blame the IPAs. That's what I would do. Yeah. I kept wanting... So, the whole time I kept wanting to see... Yeah, <laughs> I used to smuggle... I, God, I can't even fucking do it anymore. I used to be a potato mule for Bob Ross. Is what I almost said. I was trying not to say it. <laughs> Wait, maybe, Bob maybe, Ross? I know. Because I, I couldn't remember Bob Evans. Which is a company. It's a restaurant chain that they sell mashed potatoes. Uh, yeah, but imagine now. Now, now I've got this really weird headcanon going on, thanks to you, where Bob Ross is a restaurateur, <laughs> where he paints restaurants and smuggles potatoes. <laughs> yes, um, yeah, and you know those paintings? Those he's always passing around. He does those speed paintings. And His happy so little them. mistakes. Yeah, they're the canvas is actually uh, potato flakes. There's mm -hmm. always there's always potato in the painting. Delicious. All right, this is falling apart. We need that off the rails <laughs> clip. I'm tr I'm stretching for a a joke and I cannot find one. Hey, we had the uh, McDonald's oh, story. tales. We're going off the rails. Yeah. We had a little story for McDonald's. It was a little throwaway bit I was going to put in, which is uh, a probably fake probably fake image because it came from uh cool boy mew on ship poster club on, uh, on mastodon uh who i follow and uh retune his stupid pictures sometimes but this is called the he's War got some great stupid pictures i, I like his content a yeah, lot it's great because then you don't have to read reddit this is called oh, the world is gosh. your happy meal <laughs> i love you mew um where it has you can redeem your mcdonald's points for various different things and so for six thousand points you can get a medium fry a six-piece chicken mcnuggets a sausage burrito for uh i'm sorry that was for some other amount for six thousand points you can get a bacon egg and cheese biscuit a big mac sandwich a happy meal but there's only one like if you're at the arcade and you're playing skee-ball for tickets okay you could spend those on a couple spider rings, you know, but you sat there and you had to get that, uh, hit that button right where the lights swing around in that stupid game that's hard to win, you know, to get all those bonus tickets. The, the top Fuck, I prize, hated how many tickets it, it cost to get, like, even the, even the cheapest non-crappy Chinese crap at Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, and so we have... In the McDonald's. You know, what I was trying to get at is in that display, there's always the big prize. You gotta have the yes, big prize at the top. It's a car. It's and a This new is bike. a big prize. It's a new bike or something like that. And I just want you to know what the, you can redeem. What is it? One million points. One million points. Is one night with Grimace. Oh, yeah. Imagine that. And it looks like a ghost of Grimace, too, because he's halfway transparent. So. Well, all those pictures are at the 6,000. I guess what oh, it is is yeah. because whoever was looking at it did not even have 6,000 points <gasps> yet. They're not even Only trying. Only that top row isn't, like, translucent. They are not even trying. Oh, man. That's just the way Grimace is. Unattainable. That's why we love him so much. I would totally spend a night with Grimace. You know, I bet Grimace would be a good potato mule. Yeah, he probably would. He could smuggle a lot of potatoes. <laughs> Oh, man. I think there might be some potato smuggling going on in town here. I'm not sure, oh. though. Yeah, There's a bunch of... Uh, I'm but up you're in, in uh, Ohio, not Idaho. I'd expect the potato smuggling to happen in Idaho. 
Well, I don't know. There's always, there's a couple weird things that keep happening around town, but I'm getting on the inside, like I'm winning the the trust of the locals here uh, and uh, becoming one of them. Soon, I'll be invited to the secret town meeting that happens behind the real town meeting. You know what I mean? And I just got the, uh, the intel from the lady at the gas station, by the way, uh, about the, uh, the evil gas pumps. Evil gas pumps. The evil oh, gas pumps. Oh, shit. Tell me about this. Pumps. I had a I had a complaint. Uh, I went in. I was trying to put my gas in my car, gas up that, uh, juice up that, <laughs> my mobile, if you know what I mean. And I put in my card, and I pulled it out, and it said I could pump gas, but it never started pumping. And so I had a zero dollar sale, and I backed up, and the card because it had a hold on the other pump, I couldn't use it in in the pump behind it, even though the pump behind it worked. And so I was. I went back in and I'm talking to the lady and we're chit-chatting the, the way things go. And I said, yeah, you know, a pump number one really kind of screwed me over because now there's a hold on my card and it won't let me do anything until it gets, uh, uh, until it gets squared away. And she goes, oh, you don't want to use pump number one. Everyone knows pump number one's evil. And she lists them all off. She's pump number one, pump number six, pump number 16. Only the out-of-towners use those. That's how you know who they are. Everyone in town knows what the good gas pumps are. It's stuff like so that. So always beware those pumps. Yeah, beware those pumps, man. But it's stuff like that. It's like the town lure. I'm getting in on it. I went to the I went to the bar with the, with the kids inside. This sounds like something from uh, from the John Podesta sessions in uh, in uh, D.C. But I promise it's not. There's a mm, the, cheese pizza. There's a dive bar. There's a dive bar um, where you have. It's, it's like a really divey dive bar, which I was surprised. I was so happy to find because I love places like this. I hate the, the trendy bar, the family bar, or the um, like Buffalo Wild Wings, the super corporate bullshit. I hate that. I want like a bar run by a guy who just doesn't <laughs> doesn't care to change the carpet. And so it's been a shithole for the last 20 years. You want Moses Lack. I want that. Yeah, basically that. And I found it. It's in town, and it's it's not gross. Like, you wouldn't go if it was gross, but it's, like, kind of kind of junky. It's and dingy. It's dingy. Dingy, right? You know, you'd think twice before taking, uh, taking someone there if you were trying to impress them. But it's, like, where I would go with my friends when we were just wanted to fucking hang out and we didn't. Or when you, or when you need, or when you need a blowy, and you don't want to see who's giving it to you. <laughs> that, that too, it's one of those. Uh, but they also had. Here's what was surprising to me: there was a kid working at the bar, and I mean, like an eight-year-old kid who they had like pulling cases what? of, yeah, like cases of Coors Light out of the stockroom, and he's putting them up on the the thing. And so there's this is like ten at night too. Are you sure it wasn't just a really fresh-faced midget? Yes, yes, I am actually. Uh, it was definitely a kid, and I and I'm like, oh, it's it's like the owners or the bartender's kid or something, and they make him work. Which is on one hand, it's like I don't know. When I was a kid, I had to do stupid shit like that. Like my uh, my dad took me to work sometimes, and he he would say, okay, you're gonna take all the screws in this bin and put them in this plate, you know, that kind of crap, you know, so. I'd sometimes stack, I'd sometimes stack milk bags at the neighborhood corner <laughs> store when I was a little kid for snack money, so yeah, I understand. Well, you got me. I didn't expect you to say stacking. How does one stack a milk bag? Well, you don't really stack them. You just put them, you just put them in the cooler there, right? Oh, no. Stacking milk bags, man. 
Gonna stack the milk bags. For me, it was stacking. It felt it felt like stacking. It wasn't actually stacking, but you know, it has the same sort of has the same sort of feeling as stacking things. Hey, babe, I used to stack milk bags, but now I stack sets. What do you think of that? Carolyn gets me. Carolyn fucking gets me. So so knock off. Uh, it, it's a Canadian thing. Canadian. In Canada, milk comes in bags, as we all know. Now, I hope Bags doesn't... Uh, it sure does. I hope Bags uses protection. That's all I have to say. Okay. They call them Bags. They... Big, massive Bags. <laughs> Big, massive Bags. Oh, man. That's a good artist, though. He's, I, you've seen all his promotional stuff for, like, Hog Story and, uh, did, I think, a Bowl oh, yeah. After Bowl. Yeah, he hasn't done anything for us, though. Yeah. Well, I didn't approach Not him. Not yet. It's, uh, there's... We're due for an art refresh, and we are we are overdue we're due for an art refresh and a sound refresh because i need to go relevel all this like i was just tweaking the knobs before the show because i i'm sounding kind of crunchy some of the music was crunchy it's like, oh, fuck i gotta tweaking the knobs eh tweaking the knob i'm a knob twiddler if you know what i mean and that's why all the women prefer you yeah uh, i guess uh that's that's not true though <laughs> the um doing i found out something about spencer's finger oh it's the exact same size as a 10 cent euro coin <laughs> how did you figure this out and why because i have on my so here's a little theater of the mind in my studio in front of me i have a couple things i have a guitar tuner oh i've got an nft i'll, exp I'll have to explain that one i have my clip clops but I also have my stack of Canadian quarters, and I have Spencer's wedding ring, and I also have a 10 cent coin, and I just put it on top, and it's the He still hasn't gotten his wedding ring back? No, because I- Now I know why it. you're going to that KC Bitcoin meetup. Yes, because I feel bad about it. But anyway, the size of a 10 cent euro, 10, I guess it's a 10 euro cent, I don't know what it is, it fits perfectly inside the ring. Yeah. So there you go. Well, then, in that case, it's probably a little smaller than his finger because his rings get held on by the fact that you've got a bit more finger than actually fits in there. Ah, uh, yes. And I Otherwise, they just slide off. Yes, indeed. And I did stomp that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yes. Let me check our, uh, our runtime here. Yeah, we're doing pretty good. We get half an hour. We had... Um, I don't know. I had some throwaway news. Do you want to get into the painter story stuff? I had a bit of throwaway as well. Or something I bumped from last week is uh, the latest issue of IEEE Spectrum was actually talking about full color e-paper. And, well, it's not exactly what I thought it would be when I actually read through the article because it's, it's still something that's using a backlight, essentially. Uh, oh. work there so as far as i'm concerned it's not real e-paper now they did come up with with a color e-paper that isn't backlit but it's slow and it's very low resolution still so i'm still i'm still fucking waiting for my full color e-paper reader before i switch away from paper books to to digital readers. Hmm. So makes me makes me a little sad. I'm trying to think of how you would do a full color e-paper. Because the way e-paper works, let me, th 
if I understand it right, it has these little beads that are um, half, uh, they have a, like black on one side or gray on one side, and then they have a white or an off-white on the other side. And you can change their orientation by, it's either an electric field or a mag, I can't exactly remember. I, I think it's a little magnet inside, Electric. It? It's a it's electric field. Okay. And then once you do that, uh, once you can get them to realign, you know, that you can, uh, you know, form an image by, you know, oh, if there's text here. I'm going to turn them all over to make out, to spell out the, a word or, uh, or make a bad, ugly looking picture because the resolution sucks. How would you do that with color? You need to have, well, first you off, need to have smaller and more balls in there, smaller and more balls. So the thing, the thing is we all thought it was, it was like a ball that's like, half white, half black. And no, what it actually is, is there's a whole bunch of fully white and fully black ones. And how it works is the electrical field that you generate causes some of the, some of them to float to the top and others to sink to the bottom, right? And so what you get is is where you see the black is where the black ones are all at the top. And so the light the external light coming in gets blocked coming back out and the other ones where you see where you see white that's not the case it's the white ones that are there okay interesting oh this is spectrum i triple e hey that's good to read yeah and so they actually have one where actually like you must have seen them in the supermarkets already that they have ones that are like that are like white or gray red and black right mm -hmm. so they have the they have these e-ink price labels in supermarkets i see them up here all the time now loblaws which is one of the big chains here in ontario has them and so those are those aren't monochrome because there's red and black and there's you can have like you can have like CMYK ones, but again, the resolution as you add more of these colors gets worse and worse. Yeah, because you have to fit more in a in more pixels in the same area. Yeah. Yep. Ah, well, who needs uh, who needs to have colored words on the page? I guess Mark Z. Delawinowski, if that was his name, uh, probably does. He's the author of House of Leaves. If I remember it. One, the one biggest thing for me is I enjoy my full color covers. Yes. And so, so reading, picking up a book and seeing like no color there is annoying. And then light novels, light novels always have some color picture pages in them. Usually, usually in the front of the book, sometimes they're even fold outs, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. The leaves fold out. And you're not gonna get you're not gonna get to see those properly with a with a uh, black and white ebook reader, right? One that uses the old black and white e ink. Yep. And you gotta see those right. I mean, you bought the whole thing. You need to see the nudies. Now, very few, if any, light novels actually show you any nude bits. Remember, they get they get published and put out in. Uh, in stores where anyone can go in, not in the 18 plus sections. Uh, the only the only time I've seen anything on this side of the ocean from Japan that is in the light novel category 
where there would be stuff like that are those Monster Girl encyclopedias, and they come shrink-wrapped. Yes. Come shrink-wrapped. Wow. I walked into some stuff on DuckDuckGo image search that I did not want to see. So I'm just going to close that tab, and we'll move on. <laughs> Great. Now, now that you said that, right? Now that you said that, now everybody wants to know what you were looking at. I was not looking at anything. Hey, uh, there's a sure. Scan of the Month update. Scan of the month. Oh has, yeah, it's a new month. It's a new month. They did not update the website, uh, nor did they put out <gasps> a press release. But I have some uh, inside info. Let me actually copy that, and put it in the show notes instead of just talking. Yeah, about. that's still February's there. Yep, I'm gonna put it right up at the top of the uh, the show notes page. Let me hit pasta, copy pasta, and then refresh. Um, there's a little promotion that's about. Scanning in general, not the, uh, oh, I've got to make it giant so it fits on, so you can read the text. CT scans can be viewed either as full 3D models or as cross-sections. Engineers can identify misaligned assemblies, check for diagnostic uh, poricity, and measure clearances by analyzing CT slices. And this is the copy from it. Here we look inside a seemingly acceptable pipe flange. However, when we slice the skin, we notice clusters of pores left over from the flange's casting process. So they have some inclusions <gasps> inside here, which are going to ruin the integrity of the pipe flange that you and you cannot see them. Uh, I guess they're not inclusions; they're like air. Uh, they're bubbles. I guess. Pores, no, that's yeah. that's what that's what an inclusion is. It's when there's. Something that shouldn't be in the material inside of it. Yeah, so there's air in here, and there should be nothing there. It should be... Uh, it should yeah, so be that's a, that's metal. an air inclusion. You can... There's inclusions in other materials as well that you can come across. Like, you'll get you'll get air inclusions uh, in casting, right? Yep. Including, like, plastic casting. And that's one of the things that, uh, that can cause problems with doing uh, the little figure models and stuff. Fortunately, um, uh, the government's hard at work making the society more inclusive, so that'll help us all. Um, yeah, yeah. There's another. There's another thing where inclusion's a problem. Uh, <laughs> and so, oops, I, I'm getting canceled now. I'm getting canceled. This one right here looks a hell of a lot more like this. This page that I put in here looks a hell of a lot more like a normal promotional. Like you would see this inside a trade magazine as a full page ad. Uh, explaining why you need to hire these gym oaks to go scan your hardware once in a while, and make sure that it's you know not broken, that you're not you're not sending out uh, porous castings, basically. So I think we're on the verge, and this is my little prediction for behind the of, find, of finding out who's actually behind uh, scan of the month, and you think that it's a uh, you think that this has been the whole time like some sort of undercover marketing program yes well, it's it's partially some undercover marketing thing it, they have some bullshit they do with uh a number of um uh, it's like a media journalist from london's involved and i have his name not in front of me though and some other shit but they the actual company is uh that i thought i thought it was nsi north star imaging was my uh estimation and we had some links. This came up on the show. And one of the reasons was their marketing presentation is different than all the other scanning companies. And they make charts that look like scan of the month sometimes. So I said, well, you know, it's probably these guys trying to sell scans. You know what I mean? They're behind the scans. That's my prediction. So we'll see if that holds up when you they still uh, think so. Yeah, I'm, I'm I still think so. 
Um, I still think so. We'll see. There's no news about okay. it. They, there's no announcement, okay? But mm, I think I, I, I'm still holding to my, uh, my prediction here. All right. Speaking of creating things, uh, we have a creative project underway. Indeedly, we do. And the name of it is? Painter Story. Er, wrong. That's wrong. It's Cold Acid's Painter Cold Story. Acid's I'm sorry. Painter story. <laughs> it's a completely different product. Uh, uh, just so you know, it's Painter Story. Oh, that's one thing. Cold Acid's Painter Story. That's different. You know, it's like Dune and Frank Herbert's Dune is the way I would describe it. It's a little different. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, uh, I'll, I'll buy that. <laughs> the uh, Serpent, Cold Acid's Painter Story by Cold Acid. <laughs> cold Acid's Painter Story by Cold Acid. Yes, uh, there's some news on that front. So uh, I spent the last, since most of this weekend, I was working this weekend and doing some other stuff, trying to clear the way for uh, for pay, Cold Acid's Painter Story to happen. I got the server set up, a little collaborative uh, server, and I had to go spec out a bunch of different services to try and figure out. I was looking for some hosting, some company that could host a Google Docs alternative that I could completely control. And what I'm looking for is to be able to create an account without an email address so that I can just give people credentials. And all of these services that I could find wanted to, oh, you make an account and you pay us a shitload of money and then we're still going to harvest uh, all your users' email addresses. And Meanwhile, I'm you already had exactly what you were looking for. The, the drawback is it's on a NAS in my house, and I don't like it. Uh, so anyway, that was the solution. I was I was wondering about NextCloud, though. Um, one thing that I saw was hosted NextCloud, where you can get, uh, if you didn't want to run it yourself, you can just get a company to host ne NextCloud for you. But I know you use that, and I was hoping you could tell me a little bit about it. Like, what's what the hell is NextCloud, anyway? I don't actually have the uh, that document stuff installed, and in fact... That is a that is a separate suite that gets installed as a plugin. Oh, is it any good? So you've never used it, I guess. Nextcloud Nextcloud itself is good, and I use it to replace a number of things. And for example, for example, I'm moving away from using OneDrive and using my Nextcloud instance instead for for storing files that I want to be able to access everywhere. My only real problem is the shitty amount of bandwidth I have in and out of this place. Oh, yeah. And that's not going to improve until I can get uh, I can get uh, fiber through my current ISP instead of getting milked by Bell Canada. Mmm, fiber. Well, so we mm, had good a... good for your butt. <laughs> yes, it is. After all the potato smuggling that you're doing, you gotta have some fiber in your diet, you know what I mean? You know, potatoes have a lot of fiber in them. Uh, they seem to go right through me, though. Alrighty, then. No response. All right. In the, uh... <laughs> Maybe I should chew first. Come on, you gotta give me something. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I, I was just a little distracted because you asking me about this has me actually checking into my next cloud. Okay, uh, while you're doing that, I'm going to bring up the uh, Paint Project uh, little directory here and look at the credits list. So we got a bunch of people I reached out to. I'm not going to read the whole list on the air at this time. Um, uh, there will be a full credit not to the game. Not a bad idea. And I don't want to tilt my hand for everything that's going on on the show. Uh, some people, 
there, there's actually a little segregation going on between the team. Uh, all the different groups don't know what the other group is doing right now. I want to fix that, uh, but I cannot do it this second. Uh, actually, maybe I can. Why don't we do a little rundown of what's going on inside Painter Story, and then everyone will know what everyone else is working on. Uh, Sounds reasonable. Yeah, so uh, the writing team, uh, so far the writing team is uh, Boobery, uh, Lavish is on there as a director. I want to find out exactly how much he wants to um, write. And it, it turns out I'm just reading the... Uh, I'm reading the uh, the names anyway, so I guess there's a couple people who are going to contribute, including uh, Carblane's. I'm hoping that I can get her opinion on some of this stuff anyway. And Midas had a great uh, meeting with me, um, just a planning meeting right before we started to kick off the story. Uh, and just so everyone's clear, you know, just like when they took... Um, Akira Toriyama's Dragon Ball, and, you know, it's this famous series out in Japan, and, well, you know, that wasn't really going to work for America. Uh, it needed to be adapted for the audiences, though we got dra Dragon Ball Evolution. And just Fucking in the same... America! Just the same way, you know, Cold Acid's Painter Story uh, is going to have a, a, a story arc, which is more relatable to Americans. And uh, Midas and I kind of worked that out. I'm not going to tip my hand here, but we got some, uh, some good material. We have the story. It's just got to be committed to the, uh, to the page now. And uh, I'm really excited. That'll be coming out soon. You'll all see, if you're on the dev team, you'll be seeing the synopsis and the notes and all that, so you'll know what's going on. Um, software uh, is working on some back-end stuff. I know you had a GitHub that you were running the um rempy executable what's it called the rempy um sdk is up on the project area and i think the expectation is that a couple of the people who are going to contribute to the software is going to download it and fuck around with it and figure out how to use it uh for a couple days i actually have um some detailed experience with developing in rempy doing a number of things that are off the beaten path for visual novels so I, I'm not an expert by any means, but I've done uh, some development work, so I, I hope I can contribute in some way just to help with the organization of script files and things. There's there's actually some good practices that uh, I want to make sure that we're using, and those will come up uh, when we get there. Uh, so our, I don't need to invite anybody else into into the repo then, besides who I've already invited by yeah, the look of things. The <clears throat> uh, speaking of which. Um, one person still needs to actually accept their invite. <clears throat> I'm yes. not going to say who. But you know who you are. The, yes, uh, you know who you are. The um, art team has their first sprite. I, yeah. I was amazed how fast this came in, and uh, I put it in the show notes. This isn't to be included in the Rare Encounter show notes, but uh, one of our artists, uh, Lorian. Oh, about. so I have to remove it from yeah. from the notes. Yeah, okay. don't, don't post the unfinished game assets, but I put it in so you could see it. Uh, the first sprite of Cold Ass's Painter Story is, drumroll please, what is it called? It's a shrub. It's a shrub. We have a shrub. And that is the first sprite. And the, here's why I wanted to highlight this. And if it was just like a little sketch, I wouldn't bring it up. This is a sexy sh shrub. This is... It's sexy? Yeah, just look I at thought it. it was, I, it's a nice-looking shrub, but, man, if you find that sexy, I, I've got to have some I gotta have some questions about your uh, orientation. Well, these, I didn't know you were, like, plant-sexual. The, sh the shrub is 
a integral part of Cold Acid's painter's story. It's a, it's almost like a character in itself. The shrub uh, is perhaps the most memorable part <laughs> of Cold Acid's painter's story. And so I'm glad we got the hard part done first, is all I'm saying. I'm just going to say, there was no shrub in the original painter story project. So this is, you're bringing you're bringing new like something totally new here. You're like it's like it's like doing an adaption of Lord of the Rings and adding the fresh prince of Bel-Air as a character when they get to <laughs> minus Tirith. And Will Smith shows up and raps he raps about the Wild Wild West and the Men in Black, and he uh, then he gets in his jet and saves the world from aliens. Yes, oh, because man. it wasn't enough saving the world from Sauron. <laughs> oh, man. And so we had the uh, the music team update, which is that uh, I put together some... The, the art and the music team are really going to be stunted at the beginning because the writing is going to dictate what all the assets are and kind of the themes and the the motives and stuff that have to be present. And uh, so I gave them stuff that I knew was going to be in the game, and including the shrub. We knew the shrub is a central part. And uh, so they have a couple things to chew on while I, while I figure out the rest of this shit. But overall, I'm really excited, and uh, I think you're going to be happy. You'll, you'll see what's going on, too, unfortunately. I think you'll be able to peep on the, uh, the script once I upload the file, so... Well, if I'm going to be punching all the script into uh, RenPy, I'm going to have to see it anyways. Can't you code blindfolded? No. Can't you? What if you use Braille? What if I gave it printed? I, 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 I'm I'm amazing, but I'm not. But I'm not like fucking omnipotent. <laughs> Oh god. So anyway, there's your painter story update. I I'm, I'm going to try not to hog all of the uh all of rare encounter with painter story stuff, but I want to mention it every episode and I think it'll be a fun kind of break to talk about uh, for the next couple weeks. So we have one this is one, two, three, four more updates and the uh the final update is right before the launch of the game. So I think we're uh, we're in for a fun time in the month month of March, <laughs> the month of March. Now I did find I did go looking for some pre-existing assets for Painter Story because there was even there was even a thread uh, for Nanorino 2022 about pre-made assets and so I came across uh, just going through going through itch.io a sound pack yes tell us about the sound pack yes and I actually I actually downloaded it and listen to the sounds and it's not what i was expecting oh and i was expecting i was expecting to hear i was expecting to hear stuff like but instead what you hear is and of course uh cold acid's talking about lip service so yeah so much so much for so much for a hentai sound effect pack this is a sound effect pack called lip service uh, that was put out by MonsterBox for $0 for free. So you can go download it. Hey, let's do that right now. <laughs> $0. No, Lip Service is a different one. Oh, well, which one were lip you talking about? Lip Service is a different one by the same person. The royalty-free hentai SFX pack. Oh, okay. Different one. Sorry. That, I... bo- that box you were looking at where it said where it said uh, Lip Service Hentai SFX Pack, that's just an embed for another thing done by the same uh, oh, by the same I developer. See. 
I see. I got my I got my sex Now I'm including sound, uh, the link to this. I'm including the link to this in the show notes just for those who are perverted enough to be able to get off on these sort of sounds or those who find them to give them the head tingles because some of it if you play on loop probably does have some asthma quality to it. Does it sound like that? So like a duck. Not that loud, but yes. Uh-huh. Maybe, maybe it should be that loud. <laughs> hey, we got maybe. some uh we got some other stuff to run down. We got some friends in the podcasting world. Some of us are helping with the uh with the game dev here. Uh and just to be clear, I want to restate this every time. So I need you need to smack me if I forget to say it. We're developing Painter Story, Cold um, hold on. Cold Acid's Painter Story as part of the uh Nano Reno game jam. So it's in the month of March. We started March 1st. And the game will be released on March 31st. So we're making a game in a month is the idea. That's going to be a lot of fun. Um, we have some podcasts to talk about. Uh, Hog Story had their episode 141. Uh, was just the other day. And I caught part of it, but not all of it, which is the story of all my podcasts this week. Um, but, of course, Hog Story is the uh, the wonderful podcast with... Uh, what was it? <laughs> Who are the stars of it again? I think it was Cold Flaccid and uh, Abel Squirty. Something like that, yeah. Our doppelgangers, I think. No, it's uh, John Fletcher and Carolyn Blaney uh, of the Same Hog people. Story. Fletcher and Hog Story Blaney's. Uh, and they had uh, Lavash on as a guest. Oh, was that last Thursday? Must have been Thursday. Then uh, as a super secret guest, that was a f- very fun episode, by the way. Um, bowl after bowl. Oh, shit. Hog Story wasn't 141. Uh, I don't know why I said that. I typed that in. Uh, I think it was uh, Bowl After Bowl was 141. Hog Story was 200-something. 241. 268 Scientist Sun Trust. For some reason, I had the fucking thing wrong. Um, Bowl After Bowl had episode 141, Links in the Ass, uh, which is the basic way that you... uh, I don't know. I don't want to go there, actually. It's a different Zelda game. The uh, Bulls with Buds they did with Mousy Baron Tunta was uh, also episode 140, and that was... That was pretty fun. That was, that, that was enjoyable listening to Friday night. Oh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Of course, we have Senior Tunta and Mousy Bear. I did not know anything about Mousy Bear, but that was still a lot of fun. Uh, it's it's so cool when you meet people who are kind of around and you, you just never heard them before. Uh, you hear him the first time. You know, it's a lot of fun. Senior Tunta uh, is in chat. Cool. Okay, so I just I just went looking at some of the other things that were done by Monster Box. <laughs> and there is the Necomancer. Lewd Zelda-like with fantasy creatures. There's Monster Girl Hunter. There's oh. a visual novel called Give an Imp a Chance. With the description, when demon summoning goes wrong and right. And, my elven commander can't be this lewd. God. Okay, so they're really in on this sort of stuff, huh? Maybe they're pros. Oh, yes. Looking, give an imp a chance on VNDB. What's this one look like? Uh, not good. <laughs> give an imp a chance. Give an imp a chance is the new visual novel about John Johnson, a frustrated salaryman. Uh-huh. All right, that's all we need to know. Um, before I forget, we had behind the, sh- the schemes 86 Ghost of Kiev and sitting President of Nothing, which uh, I think is kind of like a reference to ha- Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. I don't know. 
Something that, like that. That was a lot of fun. Uh, good episode. I listened to uh, most of the first part, but then CurioCaster screwed up. I lost my place, so I had to jump to the... Uh, Jump to the middle. I jump to the break in the middle. So, but fortunately, they have, they have chapters, so it was easy to recover from that. So, that's and good. CurioCaster has a couple things that that nag me. Uh, I won't bitch about them here. I'll bitch about them on an Ablecraft later on. Um, what about you? Any podcast to add? What I miss? Boy, no, oh. I think you cover you covered it quite nicely. Uh, better than I could. I went to a No Agenda meetup on. Uh, nice the weekend on sunday and that was a lot of fun i only could stick around for uh maybe i must have been there for two hours uh the the thing was going on and they were gonna go way into the night but it was just such a long drive i basically had to drive up to somewhere north of akron and a little bit east of uh uh cleveland and okay but the important question is are we going to hear you tomorrow during the reports? No, the report was actually the report from that one already came through, and I was not in the uh, oh. the recording because I, I was an hour late and I left early. So they either recorded it before or after, oh. and I did get my voice in. But I did plug the show a lot. Um, well, that's I, good. Of course, I did my thing where I just walk around the room and sat at a bunch of different tables. I am Abel Kirby. I'm gonna go on. Sometimes I sound exactly like that. <laughs> They give me a weird look. I have my name tag, actually. Hello, my name is Abel Kirby. And uh, I got an NFT. Hi, Abel Kirby. I you got, got an NFT. Yeah, I was talking to... They gave, you a, they gave you a free NFT for attending. Well, I got a free NFT from MFNFT, uh, who was kind enough to give me one. And, you know, if I didn't know it was an M NFT, <laughs> I would think it was just a sticker. <laughs> but, you know, he told me it was an NFT, so it must be. But uh, we ended up talking a lot about some crypto stuff, and it was fun to uh, fun to uh, have those kinds of conversations. Let's talk about politics, stuff we don't do on Rare Encounter, you know, and really get into it. And yeah. there's, a, there's a good time to be had if you haven't gone to one of these No Agenda Meetups. I think you, uh, you should go check that out, noagendameetups.com. See if there's one in your area. It's a lot of fun. So I'm looking forward to the one that's coming up this month in uh, my neck of the woods we got the even though it's not cottage country season we're having our cottage country meetups again <laughs> the uh the chats make it fun of me what kind of activities do you do at a no agenda meetup up in canada in cottage country drink munch nachos talk okay so the same thing we do down here just checking on the other side of the lake um that's cool. Curling. Hey, I watched some cur curling. Curling. <laughs> curling at the, uh, what was, what's the name of the sport? They had a damn trivia night here and they said, oh, name this sport. And everyone wrote curling, but it was actually like mixed race curling or some shit like that. And so everyone got it wrong. What? Yeah. Was, what the fuck is mixed race curling? Or whatever the fuck they call it. There's this curling. No, it was like some other special name for it. And so it was, uh, mixed something. I don't know. Freestyle or whatever. No, I said that was an event name. I meant the sport name or some shit. You know, it's fucking trivia, guys. Fucking trivia, guys. I hate trivia. How does this I work? I love trivia. I just hate the other trivia lovers. <laughs> you know, that might be it. I do like trivia, but I just don't like the people who like trivia. That's That may be explaining yeah. too much. <laughs> uh, moose rides. Cole Flaccid in the chat says they do moose rides up in uh, Canada. 
Very interesting. First but, I've heard of it. Those moose... Moose they, don't like being ridden. No. I'll tell you this. Moose do not like being ridden. They really go for it. You know, when they go after something, they just charge. Well, yeah, and I mean... I mean, a charging moose can derail a train engine. Oh. The moose isn't going to survive very long, but it can still knock the fucking engine off the rails. Moose, man. Don't fuck with moose. Don't fuck with the moose. That's what I always say. All right, what do we got to do to wrap this baby up? Our, uh, I, I think we might have to close up early, by the way, unfortunately. And you had something about some Apple event. Oh, I had some bullshit in case we ran out of stuff to talk about. Um, oh. There's an Apple event March 8th, and my comment was, who cares? That's, that was Well, I tell you, I'll tell you who cares. CSB probably cares. Yeah. And but... same with all the other people who are like Gaga for Max. Ah, well, I don't know what Max has that I don't. Who do we have for uh, in-show boosts? I heard a couple of those go off. Yeah, we had a, we had a few. Um, we had two. Two. Uh, about 27 minutes ago, Fletcher said, and more balls. Yay! 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 And then, yeah, and then eight minutes ago, Cotton Gin came in with his uh, special number, 508, and he was boosting the live show, and he did not leave a message. Good job. Yeah, bravo. Cool. Well, there's your... Uh, Good job! End of the show shout-outs for people who boost during the show. And, of course, the only way to get an end-of-show call-out is to boost during the show. You can't boost after or before the show. Only during the show. Well, they can boost after the show or before the show, but we won't read them out oh. at the end of the show. You can't stand on the podium with everyone else. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Don't get to be as special yeah. as Cotton Gin and Fletcher got to be today. Yeah. Well, if you're feeling special and you want to work on a video game, you can always send an email to show at rareencounter.net. Uh, I'm be still always some, feeling special. There's maybe still some room on the team. Uh, and, wow, there'll be more. There'll be more to talk about. Don't worry. Uh, I'll get in touch <laughs> with all of you. Until next time, I've been Abel Kirby. I've been Cold Acid. And stay fruity, boys. Adios. I had a good woman. But you lay down, honey, and die. Oh, I had a good woman. But she lay down.